Hello and welcome to this special episode of Hope and Struggle. My name is Mindy Lawhorn and I cannot wait to share this with you. Hey you guys, I had the great pleasure of being interviewed by a local podcast called the Hero Table Podcast. The, this is basically a few gentlemen that are real estate agents, own a title company as like their prime, you know, a career, but they love sharing people's stories. They have an eclectic collection of individuals on their podcast, and I just love the people and um, the, the stories and the messages that they bring to anyone and everyone. So I'd love to share this with you. I'm going to give you the Hero Table podcast with Carlos Waltman and Kevin Harris and myself. I'd love for you to share this. I'd love you to just pass it on to anyone that you think might benefit from it. And would you follow this podcast? I think you're going to like them. They have two ways that you can digest this podcast. You can do it either on video through YouTube and Spotify or anywhere where you listen to your podcast. Thank you. Mindy Lawhorn. Thank you. <laughs> this is awesome. Um, well, let's go ahead and get into it, Mindy. Yep. Um, so Hero Table uh, podcast is about becoming the hero in your own story. Mm -hmm. And part of being a hero is that we have an origin story. So basically, tell us a little bit about yourself, your background, um, and we'll just kind of go from there. Sure. I'd love to. Thank you for having me, first of all. I think the best place to start is I grew up in a small town in Wichita Falls. You're welcome. Uh, the, <laughs> la the last of uh, five kids and I grew up chubby and I always just hated it. My sisters were not and I wasn't super athletic and I started to kind of get sick of that. So I got into fitness and I realized, wow, this is a thing and I like it. And you don't have to necessarily be very athletic. You just have to be willing and do it again and do it again. And so it kind of started something for me that has been what I've done my whole life. And I got a degree in kinesiology, um, moved here to the fabulous Metroplex and where I've stayed for all that time and since then have created a fitness business. I teach fitness classes. I was a presenter for many years. That, that's where you travel around and teach people how to teach. Oh, I've wow. been, been in about 45 fitness videos, uh, some commercial, some uh, instructor videos. It's super fun. Actually, it's not fun at all to video, <laughs> if, if I can be completely clear. Like it's cool to be in it, but if you mess up and it's your fault you mess up and you make everyone else do it again, See, we never mess up on these podcasts. Uh, well, and I would say I would say messing up at, <laughs> when you're doing fitness. I could see where it'd be like, oh, I've got to do that exercise again. Like, yeah. You got to do like thirty minutes smile, like you're having fun for thirty minutes again. No, but it, okay. it was a really cool way, uh, just kind of like to expand my horizons a little bit. And then I uh, started a fitness business. So this year is fifteen years, and wow. it's online. So, you know, like when in 2020, when like everyone kind of quarantined, yep. I said to myself, I've been quarantining for years because I've worked from home for years. But fitness um, has always been a huge thing for me. It's a kind of a God thing. Keeps me right mentally, emotionally. But uh, on, on a personal side, I think it's just important for me to add that I met a man at a funeral. Yeah. And he's a wonderful, wonderful man. I was a single mom at the time and he had cancer from the time I met him. And mm. I remember him telling me and I didn't flinch. Cause I was just like, I already like him. And you know what? I unfortunately was married to a man that was sort of not okay in his head. <laughs> what's this, what's this body thing? We'll be fine. Yeah, we'll work it out. But God took him in 2019. So we, he passed in December of 2019 and then, you know, COVID hit. So 
that has been a huge uh, impactful thing in our lives, obviously. Sure. And I think that's the best place to kind of tell my story and like tell where we are now. I still am in fitness. Um, I do a few other things that I feel like God calls me to do, but um, I'm glad to be, for, be before you here today because I think uh, there's a lot that can be said about that and how we can still move forward even when stuff like that happens. Wow. Wow. That's, um, man, what a, what a, what a story. Cheers on that one. <laughs> what a story. Um, well, I, you know, I, me and my wife have been pretty dedicated to working out, doing a hit style training sure. uh, for the past year and a half. And I can tell, I can tell people, and I talk about this uh, in other venues that um, it is, I've worked out since I was 15 years old. Um, my wife has always done like yoga and things like that, but this was the first time that we worked out, even though we've been married quite a while, that we worked out together and was able to work out together because mm -hmm. I was her coach for a while. That didn't work out. No, no, no that would be terrible. It's terrible. Um, and then, um, so this is literally, we walk in, they tell us what to do and we walk out 45 minutes later, you know, dead basically, sure. but in, in a good way. And so now, because if we've been doing it consistently for a year and a half, um, we've seen like the transformational benefits Absolutely. of it and the fact that now, like we, like I went to Cancun, uh, just a couple of weeks ago and missed it. Like, like my wife was texting me that she just got finished and I was mm -hmm. missing the community. Oh, I was sure. missing the thing. And so I think that's one of the great things about when people start to get into fitness, whenever mm -hmm. they start that journey, if they can just stick it out, you know, for a certain amount of time, then it just becomes part of who you are. Well, it is. And the benefits become undeniable. And I think we think, oh, I'm going to lose this weight or I have a trip. I want to go on or this wedding I'm in or whatever. It's really the consistency over time that shows us the biggest benefit, but it has something to do with how we think. It clears our brain. You know what I mean? It gives us serotonin and endorphins and happy people have serotonin and endorphins. Happy people don't kill people. That's a legally blonde quote. I probably should have, I probably should have kept that. But um, anyway, it, it has so much, it is so much more than that. But what's cool about the consistency over time, you do see physical benefits as well, but you're not so like bent on it. I don't see anything. What's wrong with me? Um, there's so much to it other than just maybe fitting in the pair of pants or whatever right. that we want so much more. Yeah, I, I think they, there's a saying out there, functional mobility as mm -hmm. you get older. Oh yeah. That's the, I mean, I, it's I, the least sexy term ever, but it's what you want in your life. 100%. Sure. I mean, we went to, you know, we were fortunate enough to go to Israel uh, uh, a few months ago oh gosh, I want to go. with with people that were, for the most part, most of them were a little older than us. And we we never had any issues with walking because there's mm -hmm. a lot of walking, you Absolutely. know, and that was that was those little ahas of, wow, we don't even feel tired. We mm -hmm. don't. Even, and, and so it's especially as you start to get into the, you know, for us, you start to get into the, those later stages. Things like, you know, you don't want to trip over a curb, you know, little things that, that can devastate your health yeah, as time. you get older. Mm -hmm. Well, if you stay functional, absolutely, you're never going to trip over a curb, you know? Sure. So it's it's those things that I think are such a benefit um, that, you know, two generations ago, they didn't know. For sure. You know, and now, and now it's becoming at least, at least in some, some communities, it's becoming more of a accepted, like, hey, you need to start doing this. Yeah, you, you know? need to. So, yeah, so. It's good on all levels. How, how... Do you personally, do you have an opinion? How, I guess, how do you feel about being an inspiration to people? Because you're an inspiration to me. And even before Lee passing away, I've, I've always seen you as just a, such a strong business-minded individual, right? So uh, part of what we want uh, our guests to share is mm -hmm. you've, you're still developing the hero within you, mm -hmm. right? But as people are watching or listening to our podcast, we want we want them to see that they they have it within themselves Absolutely. to become the hero in their own story, right? So I want to dive in a little bit more on the business side, like sure. what drives you, you know, kind of what's motivated you 
to really just stay focused and, and you know, and finding that passion. Um, well, if I may, about the hero and my own story is, is I know that God, that God does it. You're, you know, you're in the front seat here. You're the one driving. But I have to say this before we move on. He is the hero mm -hmm. in my story, just so you know. He's who motivates me. He's, he's who keeps me going. But he's allowed a lot in my life and our life, the life of my boys, and you know both mm -hmm. my boys. Um, but I think for his glory and his good, and there's purpose behind it, even though there's pain. But um, the business side of it came in such a different way. And my dad was a businessman. And I never really thought I was a business person. Um, I, I'm hyper, I'll be honest. I'm sure I'm ADD or something. And I just am all over the place, but there's things to me that are super fun like that. And I like that. And then when I got into the kind of fitness side of it all, all I did was share my journey. And then I created a system. This is how I did it. This is how you can do it too. I'm happy to share with you how I did it and what I did. If you want to, great. If not, no big deal. Which by the way, is one of my favorite things about sales. Because when you're in sales somewhat, is it's up to you. Take it or leave it, but here's what I got. And that gets me such a better response than you've got to, oh my gosh, you're the biggest thing here. Oh, this is on sale or whatever. I'm like, this is fine. This is what I have for you. If you want it, great. If not, no big deal. I'm still here when you need me. But I found out I was actually good at it. I remember a conversation I had with my father. Now, real quickly, history. My father died at 58. He was a wonderful man. He married my mom as a single mom with four kids. And they were smart enough to have a fifth. <laughs> hey, but I kept thinking, what man has a convertible and a motorcycle and trades it in for a woman? The favorite daughter, by the way. Obvi well, obviously. Yeah. Uh, trades it in for a woman <clears throat> with four kids and a station wagon. And he was just such a great man. But I remember him saying, why do you want to go to fitness? You know, in, in college, I'm the only person in my whole family that's ever gone to college and finished. And I decided to go in, into kinesiology because it was the only thing I liked. <laughs> it was the only thing I could see myself even halfway interested in. And I also knew that if I could get a degree, that would be my foot in the door of wherever, but I loved it and I got it. And it started, I started teaching classes and training people and I, there's something about it. But my dad said to me, Mindy, you will never see a penny in fitness. And I remember going, wow. Hmm. The first time in my life, as smart as my dad was, he didn't get the idea of how fitness is gonna be huge. And so I remember thinking, okay, Mindy, this is gonna have to be a you deal. This is not necessarily your dad's gonna be with you or your sisters or whatever. This is gonna be you doing what you feel you need to do in your heart, right? And so that just sort of transpired into, think of all the things that you were told you couldn't do, maybe the things in school you struggled with, and I'm sure I have a learning disability, my son does, and I feel like it was a gift because I had to learn my way around it. And I had to do things differently in order to get the same answer that was easy for other people. And I thought, you know, okay, so what? You weren't good at this. There's gotta be a way you can figure it out, and I did. And this thing called the computer came along. Oh, I'm not dumb. I just have a really hard time spelling <laughs> things or whatever it is. But I feel like, Carlos, to answer your question, I ran farther and faster to things I didn't want to have happen and all of the people that told me no or that I felt they had told me no than the people that gave me confidence and told me I could. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. I almost wanted to prove people wrong. And yeah. I know that's not the best attitude I have, but it's what got me going. And then I realized I actually was really good at it. Talking to people, I gave them systems. Here's what I have for you, take it or leave it, let's see. And then that duplicated. Yeah. Um, I actually looked last Wednesday, and while I've had the business for 15 years and it has decreased some, COVID, Lee passing away, um, we have 47,000 people in our downline. Wow. Which is kind of cool. That's pretty awesome. But what that is, that's the contagion effect. If someone's sharing with someone, if someone's sharing with someone, and I never knew we could pay our bills. <laughs> business wow. like this, and I thank God for it. Wow, that's awesome. That's pretty awesome. Well, I want to I want to get into because I don't know much about it. I hear about it, you know, but I want to I want to hear more about the Bible, babe. Yes. So 
How did that come about? And, Great question. You know, I think I think we have an audience have not heard about it. So I, I, I want to come on. Tell us more about it. Well, it actually started in December. I'm sorry, October of 2019, which was before Lee passed away. So I had no idea what was going to happen. We did not know he was going to pass. Yes, he had cancer, but things were moving in a direction to do the next thing for him, the next treatment. And we're looking at a bone marrow transplant. If anyone understands that, it's a big deal, but it was an option. And it was an opportunity. Okay, this could be, you know, what God uses to keep us going. And um, I did a thing that my mentor gave me. My mentor is Shalene Johnson. She's, uh, I was in a bunch of her fitness videos, but she's truly a good friend of mine, a sister from another mister, so, so to speak. But uh, she has just helped me mature. She's been a mentor and like, yes, you can do this and you can do it your way with your style and your hair, hi, and your nails. Like you can do it in who you are and bring people in in that way. And so, she had me do a document and it's actually an exercise called finding your thing. And it was a long drawn out thing where you keep, you know, writing out all the things you like, all the things you're good at, all the things you have a knack for, all the things that light you up. And she goes through these eight pages where you, she kind of asks you the same question, but about eight different ways. And by the time you get to the final answer, you have this very short list of the things you, you're good at and you like, and that light you up. And one of those was, I love, having a women's community with no drama, no judgment, that want to uh, grow you know, deeper with Jesus, but that have nobody like that in their life. And so that happened. And that was in October. Uh, my, my initial sign up was about 370, which I loved, it was so fun. And then we do Bible studies and we have meetings, we, like we have live events. But what was really cool is Lee passed in December, right? So that was just a few months of this thing going on. And I kept thinking, I can't keep doing this. I can't keep doing this. And every time I would pray about it, write in my journal and be like, okay, God, you gotta help me quit this. I can't, I'm barely like, my head is barely above water. Every time I said, I can't do this because of Lee's passing, he would always say, no, 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 you have to keep going because of Lee's passing. Mm -hmm. And while I was trying my best to minister to them, it, they ministered to me way more and this October will be four years. Wow, that's it's awesome. It's like so cool. So, so Listen, this is this is a venue for you too. How do you how do you go about promoting it? You, what do you where do you find, you know, so yeah. anybody that wants to, to be part of the Bible Babes? What, yeah, uh, even if you would just want to look at it and yeah. say, like, what is this about? Um, it is at thebiblebabes.com. Dot com. <laughs> we have, you know, everywhere on social. Um, but come and look at it, because it's it's different. It's not any particular denomination. It is just Jesus and women and the things we go through, the things we deal with with our children, our grandchildren and our, our spouses. And some of us are single and some of us struggle with a lot of things. And it's not just the downside of it, but it's such a cool community. And what I love the most is like, I set the rules at the door. It, if you don't do these, I love you. I will give you your money back, but you're out. And we've had a few people that were kind of rude and judgmental. I said, I, I love you. I wish you the best, but this is not your place. And I cancel them and give them their money back. So it is a legit zero drama, which think about women. I mean, come on, very hard. Zero can, drama. Can I'm we, not saying we, anything about you know, this. I know, I know we're busy. <laughs> I'm, I'm happy to talk about it, but like that is part of the deal. And what's so cool about setting that up, like here's, here's the rules of the door, um, how it's so free and it's so fun. And I had a call right before this and gosh, I love those ladies. It's next level and it's all kinds of people, all kinds. Well, so two things. One, you, you teach people how to treat you, and I think that's a loss. I think that's an art that many people don't have um, that they need to they learn because I think boundaries um, in a conversation and in a business are some of the most impactful things that we can do. Yeah. Um, they're not bad. I mean, there, there's a 
you know, with my background, I used to teach kids all the time. And one of the things I used to tell the parents was, the kids don't want to be told what to do, but they do want the fence. Sure, they, they want absolutely. a fence that they know mm -hmm. where to go to. They have freedom and, within yeah, that and then fence. they have freedom within that fence. And um, so I, th I, th I think that's awesome because I think many entrepreneurs, many business owners, they don't think about that on the front end, and then they're having to deal with a lot of stuff on the back end. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. And then I th absolutely, I, I think the, the the other part to that was um, that that you said about the systems. Uh, I love the fact that you talked about the systems because it is the number one, uh, uh, the number one reason most people fail in business. 100%. Is because they, you know, most people get into the space, an entrepreneurial, whether it's a business, mm -hmm. whether it's, no matter what it is, because they have a bent towards freedom or money, you know, whatever it is, whatever their why is, their, their drive. But without the system, that goes only so far and then you wind up crashing and burning. Well, it is, and you have nothing to fall back on. With a duplicatable system that's proven and written, you can get an assistant to do all the things that you are not good at. So like one of my favorite things my friend Shalene taught me was do what you do best and hire the rest. And, and by the way, the first person I ever hired was someone to help us with the house. You should have, I had to put like a PowerPoint presentation together for my husband, my late husband. <laughs> well, we're fine, I'll help out. You are the worst, your socks are everywhere. If I could try this person for one month, if we don't make more money or I don't sign up more people, whatever, in that one month, then we won't do it again. Do you know what I did that month? I worked so hard. <laughs> I worked so hard. But what it, it, it took off something for me. And by the way, what is my time worth? And I don't mean that in a pompous way whatsoever, sure. but I could pay her $10 an hour for you know a couple hours a week and I could do so much more in those two or three hours. And Garrett was a baby you know, when I started this. And so, um, that goes into play that that will like behoove you. It's one of the best things you can do to figure out, have you answered a question three times in a row? Okay, write it down. That's part of how you're gonna get your assistant to answer that question when you get it in the, in the future or at the minimum, copy and paste it in your notes. And then when someone asks you, copy and paste in the text message. Yep. Like it, it just, that. it keeps you from burning out, mm -hmm. but it also, um, it, it, it makes your efforts that you've done prior grow. And then that is a residual thing that can happen without you having to be in the trenches all the time. And your feet are always on the floor. And it, it, I think it's a part of residual income. I really do. Being oh, smart. That's awesome. You mentioned journaling. So yeah. to me, I think a lot of successful people have daily habits. Mm -hmm. Kind of what are some of your daily habits that you just don't, don't compromise? Yeah, you know what's funny? I was asked this the other day and it's funny because like, you know the things you do that you don't even realize you do anymore mm -hmm. until you have to like go, what do I do? Well, um, my daily habits, I always do a Bible study in the morning and it has to be something where I sit and I write, but it can't be first thing in the morning because I'm still like, what's happening? <laughs> and I don't drink coffee, don't. Don't be mad at me. I don't. It's just never been a thing. And, and it just reminds me of my third grade math teacher. And I was terrible at math and had coffee breath and, and chalk on her fingers. And she wore a numbers dress. And I was like, oh, you know, it was always terrible. But um, I have to get up and get going. And, you know, I'm, I'm 50. So, like, I have to take my morning, you know, pills and do the whole morning regiment. And I put my clothes on. Then I go. And uh, I just, even if it's 10 minutes, and then I always do something physical, unless it's a day that I don't. But typically for me, it's fun for me to work out. Like I enjoy it, I look forward to it, just like what you were speaking about earlier. It's part of my energy, it helps me stay focused, it gives me clarity, and it makes me know I'm doing what I should do, even though I don't necessarily wanna do those things. Um, I know that if I do them, it's gonna benefit me the best for that day. So those are two things. Oh, and I get dressed. <laughs> I know that sounds silly, but you know, staying in my pajamas, which I did, listen, when Lee passed, yeah. we, we went through some weird times. I remember being on the sofa with Garrett, and I'm like, Garrett, it's 1 a.m. 
And we were just watching, I mean, we didn't know, are we coming or going? And then I was like, we gotta go to bed. We're gonna have to get back to life, you know, someday. So he goes upstairs and I thought, well, I'll just finish what I'm doing on my phone. I looked at my phone, it was like three o'clock. I'm like, oh, you know what I mean? Right. And so for me, even if it's just putting workout clothes on, I have to get up and put clothes on. For me, that means something. And it's all the things that girls put on that guys don't that just make me go, okay, now I'm ready. I'll say, I, just to clarify, I think you mean getting dressed, just kind of getting ready to go in case there's something comes up, you're, you're ready to go mentally prepared, physically, and you've got, you've got, you can get out of the house. Yes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I think, I think I know some realtors that struggle with that. Yeah. You know, I always say, you put your face on, be ready to go. Cause if you get an appointment and you need to, you know, you need to be somewhere within mm -hmm. 10 minutes, are you ready to go right. or you're going to lose that deal? I do a, I do a coaching call on, uh, for realtors, uh, every Friday at nine 30 in the morning. Um, 9.30 in the morning. I heard you. And, and they're, they're entrepreneurs. <laughs> and I already know where this is going, by the way. And I would say 50% is a generous number of people that don't turn on their camera. And the reason why they don't turn on their camera because they're not ready. Yeah. And I'm like, so how are we expecting to be successful in business mm -hmm. if we can't even get ready by 9.30? Mm -hmm. You know, and, and but it is, you know, it, I call it, the, it's the W-2 lifestyle. If someone's not telling you what to do, then who's telling you what to do? And you have to build those systems oh, yeah. and, and those habits that mm -hmm. that I always say your calendar's your boss. So put it in your calendar, and then your and then your boss tells you what to do. And yeah. you have to treat, but you have to give you have to give yourself the accountability around. Mm -hmm. That's what I'm going to do. Which I have to talk, say is one of the most difficult things you have to understand as an entrepreneur. And even though like you don't want to, and you're kind of like you fight it for a little bit. Okay, what are my choices? Either someone else is telling me what to do. Mm -hmm. And why did I do this? So that I could tell myself what to do. If it's a business, you treat it like a business. And I think that's a reason, especially in what I do, why so many people don't see success. If, you, if it was easy, anyone would do it. It's not. Right. There are certain things that set you up for the best things for those days. And one of the things that I totally feel is you dress how you, sorry, you feel how you dress. So you and your nice suit today, Carlos, you've got to feel pretty You're spit. so pretty. Yes. You are, and I, I like that color, and I know your wife does too. Cause her, her nickname in our family, by the way, is Blue. Do you know that? Yeah. Like, I don't have to say, I say oh, Blue. I'm like, oh, Blue, yes, we know her. But anyway, uh, for a girl especially, and if, if I may talk to the women for yeah. the moment, um, have you ever, like, went to work or went maybe to church or whatever, and you had that one outfit you just kind of liked, and you felt like you looked pretty good at you act differently that day, I promise you, than you do on the day you feel like frumpy or not as good. There's something psychological about it. And by the way, I'm all for having a day off. I'm all for just like today, we're doing nothing. That's fine. But if you're continuously doing that and you're trying to start and run and grow a business, there are things that that impacts. We've got to be aware of that. It's that important. Yeah. It is that important and it matters. Yeah, no, it, I, and I think that is one of the biggest it's probably one of the top three problems that entrepreneurs, I, I say it this way, most people, um, unless they started when they were 18 yeah. um, or they had a dad that was in business before, that they have some type of background or some type of knowledge of this is what this is. Mm -hmm. They come from what I call a W-2 lifestyle. So they come That's from someone, yeah, someone that has told them what to do. Mm -hmm. And by the way, if they don't do it 100%, but they do it 75, they still get paid in two weeks. Oh, yeah. You know, But when you become an entrepreneur, everything gets flipped on its head. Mm -hmm. No one's telling you what to do. Yes, you have all the freedom, but unfortunately you have all the freedom. And by the way, you're only counted, your biggest measurement in whether you're doing good as an entrepreneur is your bank account. And so, because that's one of the, you know, I always say money's not 
good or bad, it's just a tool. It's a de- and, and, and the reality is, is you're probably wanting that tool to do something, you know, sure. whether it's to have more vacations mm-hmm. or whatever it is. Freedom. Yeah. And um, we wind up sabotaging ourselves as entrepreneurs because we don't hold ourselves accountable to something that yep. tells us what to do. Mm-hmm. And that's what coaches are for, you know, mm-hmm. that's what mentors are for. But, you know, you having a community, me being in a coaching space, we both know that just because you have someone that's telling you what to do, you still have to decide to do what they were telling Absolutely. you to do. do you, can I share with you one thing that I feel like has worked very well? Sure. Not only for my assistants, people that asked to help me, but also my coaches. Because here, here's the bottom line, and maybe this is more girls than boys, but let's just say I'm going to give these women six hours to get ready for us to go out, okay? Or maybe to get photos or whatever. Do you know that they'll get ready in six hours? But if I tell them you have an hour and a half to get ready for these photos, do you know they'll be ready in an hour and a half? So I tell them, give yourself a limited time frame to get something done, number one. Number two, don't think this is gonna take me this amount of time. Put everything in your, in your calendar on, or your schedule per task. So with my assistants, I don't give them time. I give them an amount of money every week and almost like a, a um, retainer, so to speak. Here are the tasks I need you to do. If you get them all done on Monday, you get that same amount. If you take all week and you take eight hours a day to try to get these little tasks done, that's on you. It's per task, not per time. And I, I feel like that. that works so much better. No, I love that. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, projects will expand to the time allotted. Absolutely. You know, and we we all know that. But why? When yeah. we get it done so much yeah. faster. And procrastination is, uh, is, is that something. Is why I get so much more done the day before I go on a trip? <laughs> yeah. Oh, I am, I am very good the day before I go on a trip. 100%. 100%. <laughs>